Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Heather. And Charlotte is not with us this week, sadly. Uh, She's taking care of some family business, but she will be back next week. So we miss her very much. We We miss you. We miss you. Come back soon. (laughs) (laughs) So, but this week, Heather and I are going to be talking about what to wear on your Disney vacation, specifically, I guess, in this case, Disney parks, because Disney Cruise Line is its own thing, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So for the purposes of this, we're talking about Disneyland, Disney World, Disneyland Paris, parks in Asia, so on and so forth. So I kind of feel like Stacey and Clinton from What Not to Wear. (laughs) (laughs) We We could do a whole thing on what not to wear in the Disney parks. That should be our next podcast. That's right. what we do. And just like what pull people off of the ride and be like, oh, excuse me, come here. <laughs> there are times where I really wish I had like like tickets, like fashion tickets, like for, yes. for fashion violations. Like every once in a while. <laughs> I try not to be too judgy, but I can't help it. It's in my nature. <laughs> once in a while, I really just want to rip off a little pink ticket and just walk no. by and hand it to someone. No. no. <laughs> no bad. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about that. A little bit later, but first let's get into some of the news that has happened since we last recorded. And of course, as usual, we record these podcasts on Tuesday and Disney has a tendency to drop news on Wednesday. So it's like no sooner will the podcast post than Disney will be like, and here's some big new announcement. And then we have to go, we have to wait, (laughs) you know. So, and this happened last week. Um, Heather, why don't you tell us about the new Spider-Man experience that is coming to Disneyland? Yeah, so they haven't really released many details about this, but from reading the press release, it sounds kind of like what they had in Hong Kong Disneyland when I was there last year, and that makes me really excited. So what it sounds like it's going to be is this interactive experience where you get to learn what it's like to be a superhero, Um, in this case, Spider-Man. And if it's anything like what I think it's going to be, you are basically going to, Spidey will be there and you'll interact with him in certain instances. There's going to be um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. maybe guiding you from room to room because you're not in just one location and you basically have tasks to complete in each space. before you can get out of this attraction. And again, we don't have many details, so I could be way off base, but just from the wording that they put in it, it seems like it's very interactive and you almost get to become Spider-Man. So if it's anything like what was in China, we are in for a treat out here because it's going to be so much fun. Oh, that sounds great. And I love that they're bringing you know, more of the Marvel characters to more of the parks. And we've mentioned this before, but just in case you don't know, they are restricted to which Marvel characters they can bring into Walt Disney World. So they're just putting those characters in every other park they possibly can. Which is good because then everybody else has to go elsewhere in the world and visit them. Um, I was just at California Adventure this weekend and I got to see Captain Marvel. She looked awesome. And I mean, it's not just a little mini meet and greet. They created a full-on plane hangar with a front half of a fighter jet for her to stand in front of for the pictures. So they're putting a lot into it out in California. So it's going to be Marvel everything, which is a lot of fun. Oh, that's great. I love it. Okay. And then we should mention that that is coming to Disneyland and Disneyland Paris. Yes. So both of those. Um, We don't know when though, and we don't have a ton of other details, just Recruiting soon. Recruiting soon. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So this next one just, it just made me laugh. <laughs> just because. All right. So 
if you have ever been in a very long line at Walt Disney World, <laughs> chances are you've needed to go to the potty at some point during that line. And there's really no process for that until now. <laughs> so <laughs> Disney is now testing what they are calling a queue re-entry pass, but I'm calling a potty pass. <laughs> yeah, Sarah's trademarking that because I yeah. think it's so much better. <laughs> so much better, yeah, for flights of passage. So they're testing it at flights of passage, and it's exactly what it sounds like. If you've ever been in an elementary school classroom, you've probably seen one of these where somebody needs to use the restroom, they get the little pass, you know, they go to the restroom, they bring the pass back so that only one person at a time is, you know. Anyway, so the way it works is when you're in the queue at flights of passage, you find the nearest cast member ask for the pass. And that way you have a way to sort of show people, you know, when you're trying to get back to your place in line, you're not cutting, you know, you know like this is, this is an authorized re-entry. I'm um, allowed of the queue. to be here. That's well, right. I have a question though. Are there going to be cast members circulating? Do you think like, because that queue is very long and windy. And if I'm, I'm in one of those caves, where do I have to go to find the nearest cast member, the beginning or the end of the, the queue, right. you know? Yeah. That was my question too, because I mean, they do have cast members sort of periodically, but not, not really not frequently. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know, but, uh, Plan plan wisely, I guess. See a cast member, <laughs> you know. It's, it's going to be Ask like it's, before you get in the line. I know I'm going to need that potty pass. Where do I go to yeah, get how it? Do I, yeah, how do I get it? If it's a five-hour wait and I'm standing in this, yeah. Chances <laughs> are, look, let's be real. If it, I mean, the lines for this ride are still astronomical in standby during peak times. So, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, but anything longer than two hours, I'm probably going to need the potty pass so you know especially if you're hydrating properly let's just put it out there exactly. uh, yeah all right so next up we have and this sounds so cute and i'm so jealous i feel like you're getting all the cute stuff in disneyland right now I mean, we are <laughs> for once <laughs> so jealous all right so tell us about pop-up mickey oh okay so i'm really excited about this um I feel like, I don't know if any of you have heard of the Museum of Ice Cream, but this was like a pop-up ice cream experience that started um, in New York, actually, but then really took off here in California. And it it's basically just a room full of different types of ice creams with all different kinds of colors and art installations that you could take pictures with and then, of course, post on your Instagram. Um, and since then, in Los Angeles, they've really started with basically every kind of pop-up you can think of. Like there's the happiness pop-up and the Museum of Broken Hearts. And it's basically just all this stuff to take pictures with. Side note, Sarah, you're going to hate this, but they have one going. So you love horror and it's scenes from all different horror movies no. that oh, you, no. you can no. put your, I can't wait to get tickets. But anyway, no. um, Pop-Up Mickey is basically, or Pop-Up Disney, a Mickey celebration is in that vein. They're using the space that used to be the ESPN club and they're making it, they call it a pop-up museum, but really it's just a bunch of different rooms with different vignettes and colors and art installations. And these all are themed towards Mickey and Minnie for their 90th birthdays. And the goal really is for you to just purchase tickets Go inside, take a ton of pictures and post them all over your Instagram um, because that's what everybody likes to do these days. <laughs> and it, it looks really cute. And I mean, knowing Disney, they'll probably keep it there way longer than anywhere else, but they make it sound like it's going to be temporary. And then who knows, maybe they change out the exhibit if it's super popular and 
maybe it's a Star Wars, maybe it's a Marvel next, who knows? It sounds adorable. I've seen, I haven't been, but I've seen the ice cream museum and like the pool of sprinkles and all that, that stuff. And so the happiest five minutes of my life. Playing <laughs> that pool of sprinkles. I, that's not even an exaggeration. Oh, it was, man- <laughs> it was magnificent. <laughs> so it sounds super cute, but I do love that they're doing, they're just embracing Instagram and they just are understanding that this is the way the world works. And we're going to be talking about this a little bit later, actually, when we get to our clothing segment. And um, I mean, they're brilliant because you, they're charging you money to get into this and then it's free advertising. So they're making right. money on exactly. both ends. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. They are absolutely working this. No question. All right. So last up, we had a couple of opening announcements. Um, so the NBA experience, which is the new, uh, it used to be, um, now I'm not even going to be able to think of it <laughs> in downtown, in Disney Springs, in Walt Disney world. It used to be w- with all the video games and the, Oh, um, um Disney, what Quest. Disney Quest. Thank you. It used to be Disney Quest. That got torn down. They're now building the NBA experience, and that is opening on August 12th. And then over at Hollywood Studios, Lightning McQueen's Racing Academy, which is the new Cars attraction, uh, is opening at the end of this. It's opening like next week. It's opening March 31st. Yeah. So that's, that's exciting. Be really cute. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited that there's more car stuff because I was, I was a little sad actually when they got rid of Lights Motor Cars. Um, action or whatever it was called, like motor cars. I don't know. Um, because that was really cute actually. And it was great for kids who were into cars and, you know, it was a, it was a fun show. So I'm nice to, it's nice to see something else, um, cars related. Cause I don't think there's enough of it. You guys have cars land. We have cars. So, land. Yeah. Yeah. We have all the cars. Yeah. But, uh, we don't, we don't have it over here in the East coast. So all Disney what? world has everything else though. So I know. <laughs> True. <laughs> Very true. Um, except for the cute stuff, apparently. <laughs> Listen, they took away half of our downtown Disney. They have to put something in They got to put something there. Yeah, I know. For a, for a hotel that didn't even wind up getting built. Exactly. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it. It's one of our favorite topics. <sighs> I'm ready. Clothes. All right. We're going to start from the ground up. And this is actually a really important one when it comes to Disney. We're going to start with talking about shoes, footwear. Um, and it's just super important when you're talking about Disney because you do, what is it, like an average of eight miles a day of walking? I feel like that's a light day. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love that your cat, Heather and I can see each other on video and I love that her cat just showed up in the background. <laughs> there he, is. Yes. He, he was at my feet before pawing at me like, pay attention uh-huh. to me, pay attention to me. <laughs> He wants to get in on the uh, on the clothing <laughs> action. Okay, so shoes. What are your favorite shoes to wear for a park day? Um, I am very particular about my footwear for a Disney park. I will only wear flip-flops and I will only wear Crocs flip-flops. Um, and I know when everybody hears Crocs, you think of those hideous clogs, but I promise you the flip-flops I wear, you wouldn't even know that they're Crocs. But the reason I like them is because they have an arch support. So my feet are not flat. Um, They're also spongy, so it's not a lot of impact on the pavement all day. And they have those little, I guess, nubs you would call them that kind of massage your feet as you walk um so i'm super supported they are breathable Mm -hmm. um and if 
it rains, which it does all the time in Florida, or I get wet or I'm on a water ride, they dry fast. So my feet are not getting blistered. Um, there's no friction that's rubbing against anything. Um, and they're just super comfy. I will not wear sneakers. I lovingly refer to them as foot prisons. So <laughs> I just, I feel like they're, they're so heavy on my feet and they get really hot and sweaty, especially when it's hot and humid. So I will only wear Crocs flip-flops. All right. What yeah, I'm you? the same way. I do not do sneakers. I never wear sneakers. I'm also I like my feet to be a little freer than that. So um, I love a flat. <laughs> Heather knows this about me. I have ballet flats and pretty Everything. much every color under yeah. the rainbow. Yes. Um, so I'm a big fan of any sort of supportive, comfy flat. So like Cole Haan makes some really fantastic ones that have really cushy bottoms and are sort of a mesh upper. So they're breathable and they're super, super, super light. Um, I just got a pair of Tory Burch flats that I'm super obsessed with um, that are way on the pricier end, but they're meant for travel and they fold up and they're cushy and I love them. Um, but the most important thing for me is I can't wear the same shoe every single day mm-hmm. um, just because that then I do get blisters. So I have to change my shoes up. I have to bring at least a few pairs so that I can rotate through them. Um, because if you're wearing the same shoe every day and it's like a flat or something like I'm wearing or a sneaker, you're getting the same pressure points rubbed over and over and over again. And that's how blisters happen. So Mm -hmm. you have to give your feet a chance to rest and to heal in between, you know, so especially if you're wearing something like a sneaker, you know, it's really important to make sure that you have at least two pairs that you can rotate through. So, and I think it's, it's counterintuitive to say, don't wear a sneaker because in theory, sneakers are meant for action and activity and they're meant to support your feet. But if you're on your feet for 15 hours a day going eight or 15 miles, um, they become really heavy and they are really enclosed. And especially in Florida where it's, you know, 90% humidity all the time, your feet are sweating. And so you're going to start to rub in them. You're going to get a lot of friction in them and they're really just not comfortable. Um, I will say though, that if you are going to wear sneakers and you get caught in one of those rainstorms, a really great way to get your sneakers to dry out overnight is get a newspaper Mm -hmm. and bunch up a, a, some newspaper into the shoe and just let it sit there overnight and the paper will absorb all that water because please don't wear damp sneakers to the parks. You will be miserable within 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing, uh, good tip. If you are wearing a sneaker or another type of shoe that requires you to wear socks, throw an extra pair of socks into your park bag that day. Because if you go on Splash Mountain and your feet get wet and your socks get wet, that is just, that's just a miserable rest of the day. What squish, 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 squish for the rest of the day. Worst thing. It's almost as bad as wet denim. Ugh, it's the worst. Yes. So throw an extra pair of socks in. Just wear Crocs flip-flops or just wear, all problems are solved. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So some people can't wear flip-flops. I I wear flip-flops sometimes, but a whole day in flip-flops just doesn't work for my feet. So, but Sometimes I'll throw a pair of little flip-flops into my park bag so that if I want to change midday or if I do what, decide I want to go on Splash Mountain or Collie River Rapids or, you know, Grizzly River, whatever it is, um, I know that I don't have to be squish, squish, squishing my way through the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be in my squish, head squish. all well, day now. <laughs> I, I, you know, I've made that mistake. So I we were there one year for Christmas and it was pouring rain and, but we had tickets to see the candlelight processional. 
And in the middle of the candlelight processional, like the heavens opened, it's pouring, but now you have to walk all the way to the front of the park. And I was wearing sneakers and socks. And I, by the time I made it to France, I was so miserable and so unhappy and just squishing in my shoes. And it was just, it was just probably the most unhappy I've ever been at Disney in my life. So <laughs> my favorite is, is when, when it is raining and I'm in my flip flops and everybody looks at me like, why would you do that? You're soaking wet. But five minutes after the rain is over, my feet are now dry and everybody else is trying to avoid <laughs> exactly. puddles. And I'm like, yep. I'm good. Yep, I'm all set. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think that pretty much covers shoes. Let's talk about park bags. <sighs> now, this Sharla, is... we will just say this for Sharla because she is not here. Sharla is a minimalist and often does not carry a bag to the nothing. parks. I don't know how she does this. She shoves everything in her pocket. And I mean, I need more things than I can fit I, in I my just, pocket. I just need more <laughs> things. And I typically don't have pockets in a lot of my clothes. So I have to bring a park bag. <laughs> so... But but sent but just to represent Charlotte and she's not here, you can't. It is possible to not carry a park bag. She will tell you it is better to go without a bag. You should never bring a bag, and just whatever you need fits in your pocket. I, I, we don't agree, but we don't agree. Okay. But good job, Charlotte. Good yeah. on you. <laughs> um. So typically, I like a crossbody bag. So I have a few of them, but there's a Disney Vera Bradley bag that I use most days. It's the perfect, you know, it's big enough that it carries all of my stuff, <laughs> you know? Um, and I like a crossbody because then it's not, you know, on one shoulder or the other shoulder. It's not, you know, um, I don't have to carry it in my hand. It's just, I can throw it on. It's almost like becomes like an article of clothing and it's just easy. So how about you? I know I love your park bag actually. I have three park bags and it depends on my plans for the day. So my, the one that I generally use 90% of the time is my really super cute. Um, it's like a crossbody, but it's a backpack at the same time. And I actually bought it from, uh, the Disney tag store at Walt Disney world in Disney Springs. Um, and it's a really cute Navy small backpack that kind of goes across your body, like a messenger bag but fits on the back like a backpack <laughs> i'm watching sarah she can see me and i'm trying to demonstrate yeah. <laughs> it nobody else knows what no you can't you can't see the demonstration that's going on here but it's it's it's, but, it's like a it's like a one shoulder backpack kind of is the way I yeah think of it. but it's it's very small but somehow has enough compartments that it can fit everything I need for the day so I can fit in you know it's got a pouch for a bottle of water it's got a front pouch where I can throw you know maybe a chapstick and you know my ID and my my uh, uh, credit cards that I need and then a bigger pouch in the back that if I want to throw in um, I don't know, maybe a small pair of shoes or um, phone chargers. Yeah, it, it, it's perfect um, for 90% of my time at the park. If I'm going in, if I know I'm just going in for a half a day, maybe it's the evening, I don't need to carry all of my sunblock and all of that. Um, I have the same, it came from the same Disney tag line, um, but it is a small crossbody pouch so it's a little bit bigger than maybe say a wallet but it's on a long string so I can um, wear it across my body and I can fit in you know a chapstick I can fit in a brush I can fit in um, you know a license and an ID and maybe one other tiny little thing and that's all I need if I'm just going in for the night but if yeah. I'm going like on a marathon 
park day. And I know I'm going to be there if I have a Copley with me. Everybody needs something. I'm throwing in like 15 water bottles. I have a big Haunted Mansion backpack I got from Memento Mori. Um, that for whatever reason, this is the, I guess it's light enough that it doesn't hurt my shoulders when I'm carrying it all day. Okay. And as for what we keep in our park bags, we actually have a blog on this on our website. If you go to DisneyParkPrincess.com and search for must-have items, uh, there is an entire post on what are our must-have items for a Disney Parks trip. So it has what sunblock we use. It has what phone chargers we use. It has what hand sanitizers we use. Like all of those things um, are on that blog post and it is an affiliate post. So if you purchase from that post, um, it does, we do get a percentage of the proceeds from that. So thank you for your patronage. (laughs) But sunblock, 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 sunblock. I have so many times. I mean, you've seen my pictures. I'm as pale as anything, but Every two hours, people, sunblock. We don't want skin cancer. And I don't care if it's December in Florida or if it's May in California. The parks are close to the equator. If you have more UV rays there than you do at home, every two hours. So please bring a lot of sunblock. You have to reapply. I'm very passionate about this. Yeah. Heather and I are like the sunblock police on vacation, uh, basically. Like, so uh, between, we pull out the vi- like the variety of like, you know, <laughs> there's like a spray and a solid and a powder and a cream and a, but like, you know, like which one got, do you want? You're yeah. sunblocking with me now. Which yeah. one? Which one? Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so actually, tons- I, I really liked the solid that I used on a recent trip. I'll have to send you the link mm. because it's fantastic. It's from that super goop collection yes, that yes, I yes. like. It's, and it's a solid that you literally just like do on your arms. Yeah. Rub on or wherever. It's fantastic. I love oh, it. Oh, I'm going to have to try that one because yeah. Sarah, <laughs> Sarah is 100% responsible for my <laughs> biggest obsession on life which is the powder sunblock for my face she has literally <laughs> changed my life when she introduced me to this and i'm i'm not kidding i have four of them in any given bag at any different time i have my powder sunblock with me so well to give credit where credit is due it's actually our friend caroline that taught me about it so Aww. we can all thank caroline for that I so love caroline but yes you know, caroline is- listens but caroline it was because of you so thank you it's the greatest thing on earth and you should all go get one because yes. it's amazing but yes. um and the powder sunscreen is linked in that blog post so yeah, if you're wondering what we're talking about it's amazing it's but what else best. do you put in your bag so I have to have sunscreen. I have to have a phone charger, um, yes. especially on a Disney trip because we're taking photos, we're taking video, we're taking that you're using, you're, you're probably connected to Wi-Fi. You're probably connected to Bluetooth, um, you know, so all of those things drain your battery. So you have to bring a phone charger with you or at least a phone cord so that you can use some of the charging stations that are located, um, you know, in the parks. But honestly, it's just it's just so easy to have a phone charger in your backpack and just plug in. So good. Um, other make than sure that, your phone charger is charged because I am notorious oh, for yeah. bringing like three <laughs> chargers and none of them are charged. None of them actually being charged. Um, yeah. Um, so let's see. Phone charger, sunblock, um, of course, you know, ID and a credit card. Um, painkillers. I'm a walking oh, pharmacy. So I fun. keep, you know... Advil, Tylenol, and my prescription medications with me at all times. So um, just in a little Ziploc bag, you know, just a few of them just so that I, if I get a headache or what, you know, I'm prone to headaches and things like that. So um, I keep those medications with me at all times. 
I also always have a frozen bottle of water. I'll freeze a bottle or two overnight. And then this way, as it gets hotter out, it melts, but I still always have cold water, which is mm -hmm. essential. Yeah. Yep. Um, oh, lip balm. Neither of us go anywhere without no. <laughs> four lip balms, I think. So yeah. <laughs> Heather's waving lip balm at me right now. <laughs> I, I have one in every bag and in every room in my house because yeah. I'm addicted, but it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yep. But, but it's important, especially when you're traveling, like if you're flying, um, if you're out in the sun, it's, you know, it's important to protect, uh, to protect your lips as well. Keep them hydrated and keep them protected. So, uh, and if you can get a lip balm with an SPF, even better. Bonus points. Yep. You know what I started bringing with me too is like whether it's um, the rose water from Trader Joe's or like one of those cooling mists. Mm -hmm. Those are fantastic when you're sitting outside all day. Those yeah. are nice. I have a friend who keeps, um, she'll take like a washcloth from the room and mm -hmm. put cold water in it, put it in a Ziploc bag and then put it in the fridge in the hotel room overnight and then bring that to the parks with her. So, you know, you have like a cool towel. I'm never that organized. Like I never remember <laughs> to do it, you know? Um, you know, we had um, family out here last summer and we, Justin of all people thought to bring cold washcloths from the house down to Disneyland. And I mean, this was July in, in California and that was brilliant. It yes. felt really good, yes. but I'm with you. Like, I'm never going to think I'm never thinking that. that. However, <laughs> it you can actually buy these. Um, and again, I'm not always this organized, but when I'm really on my game and I remember to bring them, I think it's soft and dry makes them. And they're literally just like body wipes that have a cooling effect. So they just come in a little pouch Stop and I get it. And again, I'm demonstrating to Heather, like you guys can see me. Um, but yeah, you can order them on Amazon and they're just little wipes and they have like a little sort of, you can get them in different scents or whatever, and they have a cooling effect. So you can just sort of do a quick little swipe, swipe, you know, feel a lot fresher and a lot cooler. And those are life changing oh, when I it's hot those. in Disney. They're fantastic. Yeah, I have, I, I'll try to remember to bring some the next time we're together. And I, I again, I'm not always that organized, but <laughs> when I have them, they are fantastic. Fantastic. I feel like it's so smart and I need them at all times now. Yes, they're they're amazing. I love them. Um, all right. So, and again, park bags, that, that could be a whole podcast. So we're not going to spend a lot of time on everything that you need to have with you because of course it, it varies, right? If you're traveling with kids, if you're traveling with teens, if you're traveling, you know, adults, oh, do you have a baby with you? These are all very different things. So this but is not the end all and be all of what you should bring to the park with you. No, but with a park bag, one thing to keep in mind is the backpacks, the more stuff you put in it, the heavier it gets on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And like three hours into the day, you're just miserable. So yeah. just so keep that in mind. Try to minimize where you can, when you can. Mm -hmm. um, all right, let's get to the good stuff. Close. Close. <laughs> Yay. And so this is like, this is such a, it's not controversial, but it is such a personal topic, right? Because for some people, clothes are a purely practical thing, right? They are the thing that you use to cover your body so that you can go out in public and not get arrested, <laughs> you know? Um, I don't, neither of us feel quite that practically no. <laughs> about it. No. Um, no. For others, it is a very, a form of personal expression, 
Right. Listen, I bought a whole new wardrobe to go to Paris because I was going to Paris. So (laughs) I just, I am the complete opposite end of practical when it comes to this stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'm somewhere in the middle. I didn't buy an entire new wardrobe to go to Paris, but I did buy a few new things and I definitely wore more dresses than I normally would. Paris. Yeah. Cause Paris. Um, so, but with Walt Disney World, there are some sort of practicalities that you have to keep in mind, such as temperature, sun it's hot it's really hot and i know like if you you think if you're going in october that it's not going to be hot heather how hot was it when we were there last october it was awful i wanted to die it was was so it was like it's honestly it was 97 degrees i think one day we were there 85 to 100 percent humidity it is unpleasant and just in case any of you are going to hong kong disneyland also same thing except about 50 times worse than florida in the fall mm-hmm. i thought florida was the worst place i've ever been oh hong kong they have nothing on hong kong so <laughs> it's hot and then oh, california too we don't have the humidity but it gets up to 107 115 here i've been to disneyland on a halloween tour where it was 112 degrees and oh, so no. I don't want to hear that it's a dry heat. 112 is 112. It is hot, especially yeah. when the sun is hitting you. So, yeah. And then compare, compare and contrast that, though, by sometimes in the evening, particularly if you are in the fall or the winter, it can get really cool. In Florida, it's a complete crapshoot. <laughs> like yeah. You could go either way at certain times of the year. So for me, the key is about light layers. You know, make sure that you've got something with you, if not at the park with you, at least back in the room so that if it gets cool in the evening, if it's raining, if it's whatever, that you have something that you can layer on over you. But for packing purposes, this is my tip. I pick one base color and go with that. Did I just steal your tip? Are you making a... No, I was like, you don't even pack. (laughs) And then I was like, oh, okay. that's not true. That's not true. I pick (laughs) out my clothes. My husband puts them in the suitcase for me, but I do pick out my own clothes. (laughs) Sarah only wears navy blue. That's all she does. She she only wears navy blue. So that's that's that. Sometimes black. (laughs) (laughs) But I do. I pick pick a base color and it's usually navy blue because it's what I own the most of. And then I just do everything around that. So I'll pack, you know, two pairs of shorts, but, you know, four or five t-shirts, you know, that coordinate with those shorts, you know, I pick a color scheme and it just makes it much easier for planning purposes for me. You are very intelligent. I on the other <laughs> hand, plan outfits. Like I, <laughs> God, I'm so embarrassing. Um, like when we were going to Paris, I was like, well, this is my Louvre outfit. This is what I'm going to wear to Notre Dame. Like, and I get <laughs> in my head of what I should look like for that day and that experience. So I'm basically the same for a a Disney park, except instead of like long flowing dresses, which I also bring for dinner and resort days. But for the parks, I know that I'm going to want to be in shorts and a t-shirt. Sometimes I will do a tank top, but I tend to stay away from those just simply because my shoulders will burn. The sun is so strong that even if I'm putting sunblock on constantly, my shoulders still burn. And then also... Um, even though it's super hot outside, Florida loves to blast the air conditioning. So you go inside and after 20 minutes, you are now in the frozen tundra. And I will be so (laughs) cold that I'm sitting there shaking in the corner. So this is 
my mother taught me this because she has lived in Florida for a long time and I used to laugh at her until I moved to Florida and then I understood it. I go with, I pick out my ensemble for the day, whatever the t-shirt that will best represent Epcot or whatever it is I'm doing. And then I always, always, always have a sweatshirt or a light jacket in my backpack because once I go inside, whether it's to wait in line or it's for a meal, I am freezing cold. So there's that. Um, so again, light layers, that's really important. Um, and then I always have to coordinate my shoes to my outfits and then accessories. Yes. But I don't okay. wear like, I'm not going to wear a lot of jewelry in Florida, but I know we have, we're going to talk about it at the end. Yeah, we're going to talk accessories. Accessories, <laughs> accessories is a whole other category. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so, and a lot of this has to do with just your priorities, right? So if your priorities are to, you know, remain cool and, you know, sun protected, there are tons of options for clothing that some have SPF built into them. Some have moisture wicking capabilities. Some have, you know, um, and those are all fantastic. I have not found tons of those that are super fashionable or super cute yet, but if I'm wrong and if you know of them, info at disneyparkprincess.com and please send us the link. We would love to see them. Um, that would be fantastic. Um, and some people are more concerned about what am I going to look like in these pictures? Um, maybe, you know, if you are on Instagram or if you've purchased Memory Maker and you know that you're going to be standing in front of a PhotoPass photographer all of the time. So um, neither one of these things is wrong. Neither one of these things is bad. Whatever you wear to the parks, as long as you are comfortable, that's all that matters. So. Yes. So if Charlotte was here, she would say she just wants to be comfortable. She's going to be sweaty. And when she's just going to throw on a t-shirt and jeans or whatever it is she's going to wear, and she doesn't care what she looks like. On the other hand, I am going for a vibe of the day. I'm in animal kingdom and I want to look like I'm on safari or whatever. So it's two totally different extremes. It's and just I'm somewhere in the middle. <laughs> As with all things <laughs> among the three of us, I land sort of somewhere in the middle. <laughs> Although um, my son used to do what Heather does. And he, when he was little, he would theme himself for every single day. So if he was going to Epcot, he would wear like his space t-shirt because mission space. And if he was going to Animal Kingdom, he would wear like his elephant t-shirt or his tiger t-shirt. And like every morning he would be like, you know, what park are we going to? And then he would pick out his outfit. It was the <laughs> cutest thing I have ever seen. He doesn't do that anymore. He's almost 15, but oh, teenagers <laughs> still they so take cute. all the fun out of everything. <laughs> I know he still likes to be appropriate though. Like he'll still ask like, where are we going? And if he can find something that sort of, you know, vibes correctly with it, he does still do that. So it hasn't been completely drilled out of him by peer pressure. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk really quickly in terms of clothing about dining, um, because I'm sure a lot of people, uh, we get this question a lot about like, what's the dress code in, you know, the restaurants and do I have to like, can I go from a park to California grill? And like, how does all that work? So talk a little bit about that. I'm very passionate about this. Um, for the most part, Disney restaurants are Disney restaurants. It's casual. You can come as you are. They expect you to be coming from the park. So whether that means sneakers and shorts or flip-flops or whatever it may be, generally you can go in that. And you shouldn't have to feel uncomfortable. You're not going to be weird. Everybody's going to be wearing what you're wearing. Um, there are some few notable exceptions, and those are the signature restaurants. Um, signature restaurants in the parks are a little bit more lax, but not much. And those have a dress code of resort casual. So, you know, think sundresses for women and 
polo shirts for men. They don't want you showing up in your bathing suit or, you know, men with the undershirt tank tops and things like that. They want you to be a little bit more presentable because they're trying to present that atmosphere. And so it, it varies for me because I like to get dressed for dinner. I like to go mm-hmm. put on a sundress. I like to go put on, you know, a maxi dress or whatever it may be. Shower, refresh a little bit and just feel presentable. It's almost like a whole different experience in the night than it was for me during the day. But sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes you're at the park all the time and you are just stopping in for dinner before you're going to an evening show. And in which case I'm in a t-shirt and shorts. So it really just depends on the restaurants. I would never ever go to California Grill in a tank top and shorts. I just personally wouldn't do it. I have seen people there, but they are very much in the minority. For the most part, people respect the dress code and they do get dressed for dinner. Um, But you don't have to feel like you have to do that at every restaurant. Right. Yeah. I definitely agree. I think it's more the resort restaurants, especially, you know, of course, at the and we're talking about the deluxe resorts. Like Mm -hmm. nobody cares if you walk into boat rights at Porter Lane's Riverside in shorts and a T-shirt. That's completely fine. We're talking about like California Grill, like Heather mentioned, or Citrico's or Narcoosie's or Gico, you know, those restaurants um, that are considered sort of signature dining um, and yeah, they are a little dressier and it's, it's nice. It's, it's a nice di- differentiator, you know, it's an you, experience. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, you know, and if you don't like to get dressed for dinner, that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go to one of the fancy restaurants. If you feel like you're going to be uncomfortable, not dressing up or uncomfortable dressing up. Yeah. So there's plenty of casual restaurants too, that whether they're in the park or at the resort, you can show up in your yeah. t-shirt and jeans and be perfectly fine. The one restaurant that has a hard and fast line on this, though, is Victoria and Albert's at Disney's yeah. Grand Floridian. There is a strict dress code. Um, so it is, you know, not formal. You don't have to wear a tuxedo, but they do, I believe, request jacket for oh, no, men. No, 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 not request, required. Require, sorry, require. Um, it's a required jacket, but not tie anymore, right? You mm-hmm. don't have to wear a tie. Used once upon a time, it was jacket and tie. Now it's required jacket. And for women, it is... Cocktail attire. Cocktail attire. Yeah. So you don't necessarily have to wear a dress, but if you are wearing pants, you should be wearing a a very dressy top with it. Um, Mm -hmm. So that one's a hard and fast rule. Yeah. And I've been there and I've seen them, like I've seen people show up without a jacket and they're like, they either tell you to go or they have a loner jacket. The loner jackets. Yeah. There's no way around that one. And also that, that is the only restaurant on Disney property where they have an age limit. No child under 10 is allowed to dine there. So it really is a more fancy adult experience. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. All right. Let's talk. Oh, let's touch really quickly because again, this is a whole podcast, but before we move on to accessories, let's talk about Disney bounding. Yes. It's so fun. Have you heard of it? Oh my goodness. Yes. On on my last podcast, we actually had the creator of Disney bound uh, Leslie Kay on our podcast. So she filled us all in. If you're curious about it, you want to hear that interview. Um, it's Disney every week with the Passporter Moms. I'm sure it's still on the website out there somewhere. So she was really very interesting. Disney bounding. It's just, it's really cute. And it's not something that I do all the time because it does take effort. Um, and if you've never seen this before, when you hear us talk about it, you're going to start seeing people at the parks and you're going to go, oh, oh, that's what they're doing. But basically, Disney bounding is dressing 
as an homage to a Disney character or park or attraction or whatever it may be, not in a full on costume. You're not coming into the park dressed as Mickey Mouse, but you may wear pieces of clothing that kind of give a little nod to Mickey. So Mm -hmm. maybe a black t-shirt and red shorts or like I Disney bounded as Alice one time. I put on a white tank top, a pair of blue shorts. I threw my hair in a ponytail and put tied a black bow around it. So I wasn't, I wasn't in a costume as Alice, Mm -hmm. but somebody might look at me and go, oh, she looks like Alice in Wonderland type of thing. Right. And the reason for this um, is that Disney does not allow adults to dress in costume and go to the parks with the exception of the Halloween party. Um, Any other time, adults are not allowed to wear costumes. So this is a way to be sort of costume adjacent, (laughs) if you will. It's not a costume, but you can still show your flair and your love for a character, um, you know, in a way. And some of these are so incredibly creative. I saw the cutest mother-daughter team um, when I was there last month and they were dressed as, I have the picture, actually I asked them if I could take a picture of them. They were so cute. And they were dressed as Mary Poppins and Bert. Oh, and they no, were stop it. so cute. It was so adorable. <laughs> so I'll, po- I'll post the photo if I can find it actually. Um, and it's just, it's a whole thing. There's a website. And if you look on Pinterest, you just type in Disney bound. There's a million options. So again, this is probably a whole podcast, so we're not going to dive deep into it, but um, yeah, people get really, really creative with it. I do not Sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm going to throw on this, but people get really into it and it's very impressive. Yeah, really impressive. Um, I've done it a couple times. Like we did the Halloween party a few years ago and we were all there, of course, was Alice in Wonderland and I was the white rabbit. And so for the Halloween party, I wore rabbit ears, but my outfit was just like I had on, you know, white capris and a yellow tank top and then like a red hoodie over it, you know, and I had a pocket watch. So, you know, without the ears, it's just an outfit and out the sort of the colors and the outfit and the feeling of it, but it's not a costume. So it's a lot of fun. It <laughs> and is. It does require a lot of planning though ahead yes. of time. Like, you, you know, you kind of have it's to a go. black hole of research. Oh, like yeah. you can once really, you... <laughs> yeah. Once you get started, you don't stop. That's yeah. why I'm like only once in a while is this going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just it, It's a, it's a whole Pinterest black hole. So if you look it up, just don't do it unless you've got some time to spare. Don't be angry at us. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about possibly my favorite topic, accessories. Yay. Well, like I said before, it. I mean, if I'm going out to dinner, I'll put on accessories. But at the parks, I'm not putting on tons of necklaces and bracelets and all that just because I am sunblocking and I'm sweating and it's gross. But I think you are the queen of these, but my number (laughs) one newest favorite accessory in the world is mouse ears. I love them. them. You might have more pairs than I do now. How many are you up to? Uh, Four. Oh, I think I've I've got five, I think. So I've still got you beat, but yeah. (laughs) I only just got my very first pair of mouse ears last July. So it hasn't even been a year that I've been wearing these and now I cannot (laughs) stop. I cannot stop myself. They're just so cute. They're so cute. Hold on. Before I get into the girl version, I, at Disneyland this past weekend, I saw somebody with, or not somebody, a dad with a Tomator hat. So it was like full on, like it had the, the rear view mirrors and off the back of the hat was hanging his little toe hook and it had his (laughs) teeth in the front and his eyes. So mouse ears are not just for mice, nor are they just for women. 
Oh yeah. That's all oh, I'm no. saying. There's a whole thing. I mean, there's, yes, mouse ears are for everybody. So, and there's about a million different characters that you can get. So my first pair, I think might have been Ursula ears Ooh. that, a, that a, a friend sent me actually. Um, and they're super cute and they're super, I'm like, well, I was going to go get them and show them. And I realized that that would just be for Heather, not for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so my first pair was the Ursula ears. And we should mention that Disney has really gotten into this recently, but it was creators on Etsy first who really kind of started the custom Mickey ear trends. Like Disney's always sold sort of basic Mickey and Minnie ears for many years, but then as often happens, the Disney fan community got involved and there are so many incredible creators out there who are making custom Mickey ears and they are a Amazing. I have ears from a few of them. Um, my personal favorite is Bibbidi Bobbidi Brooke. She's fantastic and she makes very comfortable, very personalized Mickey ears. Not sponsored, just a fan. <laughs> I paid for all my ears from her. Um, but what I, you know, and some of them have really great extra touches. But my all time favorites are probably the ones that Charlotte made for me. Because Charlotte made really, me ears. Really cute. They're so really cute. cute. They're so cute. They're wireframe ears with flowers all over them. And I love them. They were super comfy. They're just fantastic. I love them. I have a pair like that. My friend Rachel, and forgive me, I don't have the name of her um, her Etsy store, but I can find it. We can put it in show notes. Um, but she, we did something for Disney cast members uh, called Minnie's Moonlit Madness. And they asked me to come along. And basically it is an um, after hours scavenger hunt throughout Disneyland, um, which was so much fun. And I'm so happy I got to experience it. But she made our team Minnie's Moonlit Madness ears. So they're the wire ears with flowers all over um, and they were purple. And then in one ear, it was a, a wire moon hanging down. And in the other ear, it was a little bit of stars. And it was just in one ear, she had like the, the circles making it look like you're going crazy. Like it was the cutest thing. She does a really, really good job. Um, oh my gosh, those sound adorable. They're really cute. And you know what? Um, out here at Disneyland, I just saw this weekend because those wire ears are starting to get really popular. A yeah. lot of people are making them. Disney now is making mouse ears to look like that. I saw a pair of um, white and pink floral, almost wire ears that look like a lot of what the people are making at home. And they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. And I have, I of course have a navy blue pair because navy. <laughs> I told you it's all she wears. <laughs> um, pink pink too um and then i have a pair that is the fabric that looks like the epcot like the geosphere sort of fabric oh, i have cool. those i love those i have the rose gold mickey ears because obviously yeah i have the ursula and then i have the ones that that charla made for me and i love them and i could ho own so many more and in fact i want a pair that heather just told me about <laughs> well like i said i got my first pair this last summer which was the rose gold ones um and they're, I'm obsessed with them. But then you and I went to Disney World in October and I got the, the <laughs> you're like, yeah, just do it. And I'm like, okay. And they're, they're Mickey bar mouse ears. So they're brown sequins with a pink mini bow, but one of the ears looks like it has a bite taken out of it with white sequins, like a Mickey bar. And then for my birthday this year, Justin bought me the Persian potion purple ears because I wanted them so desperately because I need anything that's purple and sparkly um and then the pair that I almost bought I had 
I had a 10 minute fight with myself. Do I really need these? What am I going to do? They are brand new. They were just released in Disney World about a month ago. And this was the first time I saw them at Disneyland. They are silver and gold sparkle mini ears with the castle right in the center of the bow. I want them. Oh my gosh, guys, they're so pretty. They're so pretty. Like, And I just kept hearing silver and gold in my head, like the Christmas <laughs> song. Uh, they're so beautiful. And they're like the differentiation in the color is so subtle that you almost can't tell it's two colors. It's gorgeous. Yeah, I love those. But then as Heather mentioned, there's also jewelry. So I wear the Alex Anani bracelets. I have uh, my favorite earrings are my Cinderella coach earrings from the fine jewelry collect the Disney fine jewelry collection that I think is sold at K. I think it's I think K carries it. I bought them at the D23 Expo, but I think that's where you can get them. So I love any sort of like little nod you know, to Disney that I can mm-hmm. find. Um, and there's so many ways to do it, whether it's mouse ears or baseball caps or apparel. And a ton of it you can get at Disney World, but a ton of it you can get before your trip too. Like Target has Disney lines. and like there's Disney store. Disney store, shopdisney.com. There's so many ways that you can get stuff even ahead of your trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I right, got well, a really cute hat this weekend. Sorry, I'm just going to run down my shopping list that I picked <laughs> up. It is a rose gold baseball hat with a um, very, very tiny, like it's no more than an inch and a half in diameter, Mickey head, like the Mickey silhouette in rose gold, gold sequins. It's very Ooh, cute. Oh, so cute. And you got spirit jerseys for all the um, Disney Park Princess dogs, so... Oh, okay. So yes, like we said in my little bit of luxury last week, I did in fact get Copley his spirit jersey. We also went and got them for Charlotte and Sarah's dogs, Trisket and Sydney. Um, So now we're like a whole team. I also gave, as much as I said, I hate spirit jerseys. I gave in and I bought myself a spirit jersey so I could match (laughs) Copley because I'm crazy like that. And Charlotte was like, to the surprise of absolutely no one. But I will say, as we were walking around downtown Disney, Justin is like, are you watching everybody like look at you guys? Because it's like they look <laughs> and then they realize that you're dressed alike. And it's like you just watch the hearts melt. Everybody Aww. was like, oh, and I'm like, that's right. We're cool. That's Go right. us. Winning. <laughs> all right well i now dress like your dogs people it's great that's right so i just looked and um this podcast is now um over 45 minutes long so we should probably wrap up Um, (laughs) i know i'm sure we'll revisit this topic again in the future um so this week for our patreon extra uh i think we're going to be talking about um maybe some of our favorite Disney bounds that we've seen, or like maybe if we could do a Disney bound for our next trip, what we, what we might like to do. We'll get a little more into Disney bounding, I think. I um, like that plan. Cause that's, that's a, a fun, one. that's a fun topic. Um, all right. So, and if you're wondering what the Patreon extra is, Patreon is one of the ways that we use to support this podcast and our website. It helps fund things like our web hosting and our podcast hosting, um, tech support for our website and things like that. So if you can help out, if you would like to help out, you can join at different levels per month. And there's the $2, the $5 and the $10 a month level. Each level gets you different perks. Um, and we cannot tell you enough how much we appreciate our Patreons. They are the heart and soul of this podcast. And we're so, so grateful for all of you. You can also find us on Instagram, on Pinterest, and on Facebook. If you want to reach us, you can reach us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Charlotte will be back next week. And then 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know if we have a topic yet or not, actually, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> so. We'll make one up. <laughs> it's a surprise podcast topic. So. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.